your amazing grace in Jesus' name. Amen. I've been talking about go through the war, the process. When you have to go, when it becomes a process, it becomes sequential, it becomes a journey. And so far as I was born on the land called the Gold Land, it's called the Gold Coast. And we were blessed so much to have what we call cocoa. Praise the Lord. We have cocoa. And before you can have Milo, that people enjoy a lot, chocolate and all those things, before you can have it, you have to let the cocoa seed go through a process. And without the process, you, can then, you cannot enjoy your chocolate. How many of you like chocolate here? I like chocolate. Some of you are pretending you don't like chocolate. Amen. If you like chocolate, the Lord will bless you with the chocolate. Praise the Lord. So, there, there is... When you look at the outcome of the cocoa, that is now a chocolate. When you look at the cocoa, most people in this country have not seen cocoa before. They've not seen cocoa before. Cocoa. They've not seen it before, but they've seen the product of cocoa. And they enjoy it. And sometimes when you see the seed, or you see the plant cocoa, it is contradistinctive to what you see as the outcome. And that is the problem we have. Most often we see the outcome of the chocolate, but we don't see what the cocoa go through. And today I am not just telling you, everybody is desiring to have cocoa. Everybody is desiring to have it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that if you desire for it, you have to manufacture it. And the reason why we pay a lot of money for cocoa is that somebody has taken time to take it through a process and has brought it to the state of the chocolate and you pay the price for it. But in the things of God, you can't substitute the process to the price. It is unsubstitutable. You have to go through the process. Everybody who has encountered God and the provision of God has gone through this process. And I said the first process is what? What is the first process? Believe and tell your neighbor, believe. Now let's go to the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 4 to 15. Praise the Lord. Amen. This girl is, was born during the COVID time. She's not expressed herself the way she should. Now she's out. She will shout for joy. Amen. If you have something to stick, that thing that makes them suck. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 4 to 15. Let's read it. Help me out. Luke chapter 8, verse 4 to 15. And when a great multitude had gathered, they had come to him from every city. He spoke a parable. A sower went out to sow his seeds. And as he sown, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the beds of the air devoured it. Just a voice, just a voice. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away.
and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that, seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are those who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while and in time, and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that, the ones that fell on good ground are those who haven't heard the word with a noble and a good heart. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. Amen. Praise the Lord. I say this is the word of God. Say to your neighbor, thanks be to God. I am talking on the subject of entitled, Go Through the Process. And it, will, it freaks my heart so much when God took me through this journey. I have read this text repeatedly and consistently. And I've come to the realization when God opened my eyes into the in-depthness of the word. And the Bible said what? It said there was a sower. I've already spoken about it. If you can get hold of the podcast, please do and listen to it. I believe it will be a blessing to you. Amen. And I told us that it is very important. God is not a selfish, self-centered God. He's a God who loves children. And there was a scripture I came across uh, that blessed my heart that made emphasis on the fact that God has made manifested his glory in our lives and i told you that god is so merciful he's so kind he's so patient with us and i want you to understand that god wants you to come to the place of understanding that you will manifest the glory of god in your life in jesus name amen so one thing i want you to understand is that god is a kind god that is why he had to scatter the seed and I like it when I came across the scripture that emphasized upon. I know I've not given it to the to them, don't worry. Second Peter chapter one, verse three to four, it said, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, and through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So God is not if you if you become born again then it means God become responsible of your greatness. Come on, be with me here. God becomes what? Responsible of your greatness. So if you are a Christian, how does he bring you to this place of greatness? He brings you into the place of greatness through the knowledge. In the Bible says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. You will perish a believer. The foundation of the believer is on the premise of the word of God, the knowledge, the epignosis, the, the revelation of the word. Praise the Lord. 
So I want you to understand that these processes are something the believer goes through. Elijah went through, Elisha went through, Abraham went through, Isaac went through, Abraham went through, David went through, Saul went through, everybody who became Paul, all the disciples went through this. If they went through it, then we must also go through it to encounter the grace of God. Hallelujah. And I said to us, the first step, the first level of encountering the supernatural is for us to come to the place of believing. And the Bible said that those, the place of believing is the place of hoping, hoping in the Lord. In the place of hopelessness, our life becomes miserable. But God wants you to come to the place of hoping. When you begin to hope, you begin to see a better future than your presence. Praise the Lord. So the first level is encountering, in encountering the supernatural, is believing. Tell your neighbor, believing. Tell your neighbor, believe. Hallelujah. And last week, I told you in Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 8, verse 6, the Bible says, Some fell on rocky grounds, and when it came up, the plant weeded because they had no word moisture and i said that it is important for you to come to the second level moisture is delighting in the voice of god delighting in the lord delighting in the word of god so when you believe you come to the place of conception and after you are conceived you have to put things in place like a woman who becomes pregnant when she become when the when the semen and the sperm fertilize, it doesn't mean a baby is coming out straight away. It goes through a process of developmental stages. And that developmental stages is creating an atmosphere. When a woman is pregnant within the first trimester, it is a critical point because she can't be doing the things she used to do without the pregnancy. Immediately you conceive and come to the place of believing, you cannot talk the way you used to talk. You cannot behave the way you used to behave before you encounter the believing process. And I want you to understand that immediately your confession, pronouncement, declaration, and that which you confess become different because you have encountered the grace in believing and i said to you the second stage is keeping an atmosphere everything conduciveness is based on your delight praise the lord and i spoke about that you have to look at the psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 say blessed is a man who does not walk in the step of the wicked or stand in the way the sinners take and sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his word or his law day and night. Praise God. And one thing I didn't stress on last week is the fact that this delighting and creating an atmosphere, it is not just something you do and you stop. It is constant. It has got this constancy and permanency in your behavior, in your way of doing things. And that is what you have to do. That is what you have to believe. It is repetitive. It is cyclical. It goes around and it goes back again to where it started from. And when you, that is why the Bible says we move from grace to grace. So when you begin to delight in God, you move from one level to the other. I like it when Psalm 42 verse 1 to 3 says... David wants you to understand the mystery, the mystery city involving in the process of, of, of moisturizing yourself. 
And do you know when I, when I, when I even said the words moisturizing, when your body is nice, your body, you've got a good texture, you've got a nice skin, you have to put some cream on it to keep it fresh. And that is what we call moisturizing, creating an atmosphere of beauty for it to come. When you put, uh, when you put cream on your, on your skin, it brings out the beauty properly. And that is why when you bring moist to the word of God, it brings out the beauty properly. In Psalm 42 verse 1 to 3, the Bible said, David said this, listen to what he said. He said, as the deer panted for the streams of water. Water, the essence of water is to bring moisture. So my soul pant for you, my God. My soul tests for God, for the living God. When I can he said, when, when can I go and meet with God? My tears have become my food day and night. Whilst people say to me, all the day long, where is my God? So David is trying to tell you that he's sick for the... Uh, the Bible talk about... The Bible uses figuratively God, Jesus, as the streams of water. It said, out of your bellies have flow rivers of living water. The water brings moisturizing. It brings about moist in the things of God. And that is why I want you to understand that he talks about it day and night. It is something you do regularly. Say regularly. And I like it when, when, when Joshua was also talking in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It said, keep this book of the law. Always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to everything written in it. Then, come on say then. Then you will be prosperous and successful. These are not things that happen because you desire for them. They are things you do because you create an atmosphere for them. And the same text, I don't know whether they have that, they have that translation. We call it the easy to read version. Uh, easy to read version. It said, always remember what is written in that book of, of law. Speak about that book. You speak about it. And it says, study it day and night. Then you can be sure to obey what is written there. If you do this, you will be wise and successful in everything you do. Praise the Lord. Come on, be with me. Praise the Lord. So today I want you to understand that creating the atmosphere is very, very important. The believer must keep an atmosphere ready. When you come to church, when I finish preaching like this, I go home and I listen to the preaching myself. I am moisturizing, keeping the repetitiveness, keeping the recurringness of the word of God in my spirit. And that is where God wants you to come to. Praise the Lord. I like it when David said the same thing in Psalm 63. Thank you. Psalm 63 verse 1. The King James said, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul tests for thee. My flesh long for thee in a dry and testy land where no water is. You have to keep the water around you. And the water, you can when you want to keep the moisture, the moist of the soil, you can't just put it in and leave it out. The plant will die. The easy translation, easy to read version says what? It said, God, you are my God. I am searching so hard to find you. Body and soul, I test for you. 
in this dry and weary land without water praise god this world in which we live in is without water it is not an environment that you easily get water it is lacking the the moist of god and it is our responsibility to study and to keep the constancy the environment and the system that will help us to grow properly hallelujah now let's go to let's talk about the third one luke chapter 8 verse 7 it said other seed fell among tongues which grew up with it and choked the plant the seed that fell among tongues stand for those verse 14 it said the seed that fell among tongues stand for those who hear but as they go on their way they are choked by life's worry riches and pleasure and they do not mature praise god be with me somebody i'm almost finished amen amen the third level is a very very sophisticated level the third level is called having faith and fighting with it the third level is what having faith and fighting with it the tongue signify challenging time difficult time unpleasant time confusing time the battle moment i call it it is after the only moon after you encounter the word of god with joy when you encounter the word with joy and you begin to see things beginning to solidify itself in the realms of the physical then you begin to have the tongues when you look at the text carefully the bible said <laughs> the bible said other seed fell among tongues which you up with it which means that they were already with the seed they were already with it but at the moment the seed has now believed now the word of god has taken foundation it has taken the place of materializing it has fertilized in the place of fertilization you move to the moisturizing creating an atmosphere for the seed to manifest to manifest its pleasure what it has been intended to become at that point the bible said it begins to grow when it begins to grow it doesn't grow alone there were some tongues among the among around the seed but the seed never encountered encountered it until it began to all to grow there are certain attacks you will never experience until you begin to see joy okay in your life there are certain things in your life you will never see them until you begin to see doors open for you there are certain tongues that will come your way. When the doors are shut, you will never see the tongues. But immediately the opportunity opens, then you begin to see the tongues. Praise the Lord. I remember when we started this ministry, when the ministry started moving into a dimension of increase, especially when it begins to see the beauty, when you begin to see the smell of it, then you begin to understand that the tongues are there. Praise the Lord. So the tongues are there. And the tongues we are said, it has been said to us, they are the tongues that comes by life. They are, they are the, they are the worries. They are worries that are in lives, and these are not like you can exempt and they are there. The riches, the pleasure, the comfort you want to create for yourself, we call it the fleshly pleasure. I remember there was a time I raised a prayer topic. 
I said that the pleasure of my presence, that has got the tendency or what we call the proclivity to harm me in my future. May I not hold on to that pleasure. There are some of you who are sheltering yourself under some shield that you have to stand in the sun and move forward. You are covering yourself in the shade and regardless of whatever you are comforting yourself with, the rain will never stop. It will get worse. So those of you that God has spoken to and you are looking for conducive conditions before you obey God, those conducive moments are escalating day and night. They are progressive in their approach. Praise the Lord. I like it when Hebrews says something. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. It said, Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It said, By this, by it, the elders obtain a good report. It's a true faith. We understand that the world was framed, were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Praise the Lord. Now you must, I will come to the verse 4. He's trying to tell you there are times when you believe, believing is good. But when you stay in the place of believing, there are things you can encounter that will discourage you. Be with me somebody. There are things you encounter that will cause you to back out. Because at the place of believing, it is, a, it is just the conception. It is just the fertilization point. It's a point that there is fertilization. It's a point of conception. But it doesn't mean you have to let it be there. You have to move to the place of creating an atmosphere. And when you begin to create an atmosphere, the atmosphere begins to cause you to have substance in your hope. The Bible says faith is the substance of the things hopeful that is when the people will tell you that they will tell you don't marry that man but you know what you are seeing what you are seeing you cannot show proof about it but you know you've got a proof in the realms of the spirit and that is when it gets to that point where faith is showing forth and that is where god has got no choice than to appear i thought you put your hands together there (laughs) listen the place of faith you can't explain it but it's like some people tend to say that how do we hear the voice of God let me just how do we hear the voice of God when we talk about hearing the voice of God when I say to brother okay how are you what would you say you are fine that which he is hearing you call it voice but there is a way he can hear without this. Praise God. Let me, let me talk about it again. All right, let's assume that Sister Grace is sitting now. And I say, Sister Grace, can you stand, please? Stand for me, please. Just stand. He, she received an information that may cause her to be convinced that I wanted her to stand. And she stood. Okay? There is a way she can hear the same thing but not through the vocal sense. And she will be confident enough to stand and know that I want her to stand. Do you understand me? So say thank you very much. So there is a way you begin to see something in the realms of the spirit. You may not have proof about it but you know. <laughs> you know. 
that God can never disappoint you. So, faith is the substance. Substance is above the level of believing because you have something more. And I told you that your believing brings you to the place of hope. But your faith adds substance to it. So, your believing causes you to know that there is a keyboard here. You rub your hand there, you don't feel anything. But faith, when you rub it in the realms of the spirit, you have the tangibility of it. But when an unbeliever look at the same thing and go and touch the same thing, he doesn't feel the same thing because it's the substance of the things hopeful. You begin to have tangibility to it. And that is why you have to come to light up. I've encountered, I hear some things some of us we hear some things and we give up on them we don't allow them to come to the place of believing and because we have not come to the place of believing we we can't we cannot create an atmosphere for it to come to the place of germinating when it begins to germinate then we must come to the place of of faith because in the place of fighting if you haven't got substance you will give up That is when all men, when, when the Bible said all men are against you. Do you understand it? All men are against you. The Bible said that there is a way that cements right in the sight of a man. But the, there is the end thereof leadeth to death. So it means that when a believer look at that way, he said there is no traffic on this way. Praise the Lord. There is a lady I know. If even there are clouds, thick clouds in the sky, and I know by virtue of the fact that I can see that it's going to rain, she doesn't believe it will rain. She will check the weather forecast. Praise the Lord. And I like it so much when the weather is like this, without any sign of the weather forecast. There is no sign that it will rain. And this lady will tell you, they say 5 p.m. today, it will rain. And I promise you, 5 p.m., it does rain. If the weather forecast can give us an authentic information, that regardless whether there is a sign of rain or not, they will use their system to detect and telling you that in spite of the fact that you don't have substance, we have got substance, we have gone into the realms of the archives and we have concluded by virtue of what we have seen, we have concluded it will rain 5 p.m. and it does rain. Much more that the believer will not come to that point. That even though I may not have what it takes, I believe on the premise of the word of God. That he said, he that believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I believe in the word of God. You must believe. It is not about your education. It is not about your qualification. It is not about your, your fluency or your eloquency. It is because you know that God said he would do it. He said that, Abaku said that, he said, though it tarries, 
I am waiting because I have a tangibility in the realms of the spirit. Uh, that is what will make you to understand. Elijah can still go to the king and said, please, I want you to know you may not see signs happening yet, but I want you to eat and drink because it will rain. I prophesy upon the life of somebody under the sound of my voice. God said, I should tell you whatever he has promised you, if you will come to the place of having faith, you will see his glory in the name of Jesus. I like it when Christians, we think that when we talk like the way the worldly people talk, we think that it justifies our decision. But the Bible said that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. I wish I wish somebody would understand this. Let me go, let me, because of time. The verse number four of the chapter of Luke says what? It said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. And by it, he being dead, yes, speak. Praise the Lord. I told you about you. We have not come to the place of understanding that the Bible said what? The Bible said that Abel was dead. He was dead. And most of us know that when somebody is dead, they can't talk. But the Bible is telling you that when you have this ingredient called faith, even when you are dead, your voice can be heard. Oh my God. The reliance, these are mysteries that when you discover, your life will never be the same. I told you about when I was at the age of four, 15 years, a friend of mine was into this co- abroad correspondent. He, we, were, we were so much into writing you know, letters outside the country for them to send us Bible. So the, the correspondent, they will send you Bible. They will send you tape, cast tapes. And, and we, we used to, I used to sell them. I remember there was a time they brought me over 60 pieces of tapes. I carried them and I went to a musician in Ghana. And I say, it is ready. I will sell it to you. And I remember that he said this type, most of the gospel ones were white. I'm, I'm not saying white. Like the color of the cassette were white. They were not black or brown or whatever it was. So easily they know it was for a, uh, a gospel reason or a preaching material or something. So when, because he said he, would, he wouldn't buy it, I went to him and I asked friends, would you buy it? Then they buy it then they they clean the preaching on it and they put music on it. So I sold many, many, many copies. I sold many, over 100 copies. Then when I became born again, I realized that I needed something to eat in the spirit. And I went back and I sat for them. And those cassettes, that, those were the topic like walking in the spirit. Hearing the voice of God. And I listened to them and I regretted for selling more. But before I became born again at the age of 15, 
I was in junior high school, second year. I promise you, I told you that I could not spell girl. I could spell boy because it was three letters and I was a boy. And I tried my best to spell girl. I didn't know whether the I comes first before the L or the R before the I. I, don't, I couldn't detect it. And I struggled so hard. But when I encountered, the friend of mine I was talking about, he invited this preacher called Ernest Angelin. I don't know whether you know him, but he used to be in America. He was an evangelist. And he wrote specifically to my friend and invited him to that crusade. So my friend said, let's go. So I went with him. But whilst I was standing under the crusade, I will never forget. And I was watching this man and it was like I was electrified. And all I could see was the beauty and the glory of God on the stage. And God said, son, I have called you this day. And I want to bring beauty into your ashes. He said, I said, God, I can't speak. He said, I will touch the lips of your lips. I will touch your lips as I touch the lips of Jeremiah. So I came at that point and when that, that was the second day. I stood there and I was electrified. I went home and immediately I wanted to go back on the third day. I went back on the third day and God, I felt something warm fell upon me. In biblical term, we call it anointed. When that thing went through from my head to the sole of my feet, something changed around me. Though my outward man shows that nothing has changed, then I begin to discover that he said, when you become born again, you become a new creature. He said, all things have passed away, but men look at you, and they will have to wait to see the glory that will appear in your life. I am telling somebody, hearing the sound of my voice, there is something that I've taken conception in the realms of the spirit, and men cannot detect it because it is just a matter of time that it will bet the glory i pray that every glory that is awaiting for the moment of revealing i pray that it's a shine in your life that no man can take it away from you in the mighty name of jesus Oh, the Bible said that Abel rendered sacrifice. I want to talk a bit about sacrifice and I will move fast to here. Sacrifice is something you do not because you have got sensual relationship with your environment. Most Christians will give because our circumstances is acquiesced to our giving. There is a kind of giving that will open the door for you in the realms of the spirit that has got no evidence in the realm of the physical that all men cannot see he said eyes have not seen yes have not heard neither has it entered into the heart of any man the thing that have been revealed you have been constantly revealed unto them that will see the glory of God he said it's been revealed to us by his spirit there is a giving you can do that will cause a voice to speak on your behalf that was the kind of giving Abraham did and even when Isaac was alive and Abraham was dead. The voice of Abraham was still speaking to Isaac. It was also speaking for Jacob. I prophesy upon your life that may God cause you to give the kind of offering that will speak on behalf of your children. That will speak on behalf of your children, children. If you believe it, shout a big amen. I am a living testimony of a voice. When my mom passed away, 
I struggled to believe it. I struggled to accept it. But I heard the voice telling me, it's a son, there was an agreement I did with your mother. I said, God told me because I couldn't help it. How can my mother die in the state in which she was in? I wept and I wept and I wept even to date. Sometimes when I remember the pain, I weep. But God told me a word. He said, I did. I entered into an agreement with your mom. And your mom said she couldn't die. Why? because you guys are young and I promise your mom I said you want to take care of your children she said yes he said I am willing to take over them if you are willing to rest I am willing to take care of your children and I promise you even though she was dead there were some doors that opened for me that that doors wouldn't have opened for me I did not be the voice of my mom I prophesy upon your life that may you come to the place of the voice that a voice will speak in your life a voice will speak for your children a voice will speak in your finances a voice will speak in your marriage in the name of Jesus precious one let me tell you this everybody you see producing outcome listen nothing occurs without a voice anybody you see experiencing something you can see with your eyes listen with your ears is as a result of a voice the bible said the bible said what it said the things that we see was extrapolated out of things that were not seen but they were seen because a voice spoke it it is so much important that god calls himself the voice he calls himself voice is produced through the sequential order of words i pray that a word will speak into your life Amen. a songwriter from ghana said sang a song he said he said hold on to your faith your confessions all the days of your life and you shall see the hand of the lord in your life he said he can do it do it better for you much more than you can think that he could ever do he said he's the lord is there anything too hard for him he's the lord he has said it and surely he will do he said hold on to your faith your confessions all the days of your life and you will see the hand of the lord in your life Oh, my brother, my sister, I like it when you see yourself in nothing and you begin to receive receptivity and you begin to get acceptance in the soil and you begin to germinate. You create an atmosphere and you begin to germinate. You think that because you have germinated, nothing will fight you. But the tongues are ready. I don't know who any tongue is fighting. But I prophesy upon your life that you will not die by the tongues. But in spite of the tongues, you will rise up like an eagle. And you will walk on top of them in the name of Jesus. Uh, second, first Timothy chapter 6. 
verse 12 the bible says fight the good fight of faith take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses i like it when the way much new testament says it said exert all your strength in the honorable struggle of for the faith exert exert all your strength in the honorable struggle for the faith lay hold of the life of the ages to which you were called when you made your noble confessions your profession of faith before many witnesses there is a fight you fight there is a fight we call a good fight the fight David fought against, against Goliath. It's not a foolish fight. It was a faith fight. The fight you fight, not on the premise of the word of God, is called a foolish fight. But there is a fight you fight. That you fight day and night. When you're fighting, it means holding on to the word. And you don't want anything to lose hope. And that is where men will tell you that it is not possible for you to win but you will tell them you will win it anyway because it is not a foolish fight tell your neighbor fight a good fight of faith ah that is when when men give up on you you are holding on to your faith when men desert you you are holding on to your faith it said there is a strength in you and that strength must be anchored to the voice of god in the mighty name of jesus in hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 the message translation said it is impossible it is impossible to please god apart from faith which means that the promise god promised you cannot come to pass unless you have faith ah the new message bible said let me read it it is impossible to please god apart from faith it's and why because anyone who wants to approach god must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Precious one, God didn't bring you to this country to come and put you to shame. God didn't bring you to this country for you to come and struggle day and night. God didn't bring you to this country for you to labor and not see your labor produce anything good. God didn't bring you to this country to cause you not to be favored. In the place of favor, we see faith. When you are a, a person who walk in faith, you receive favor. I pray that you manifest favor. Amen. I pray that you encounter favor. Amen. I pray that you approach God believing both that he exists, that he is a rewarder in the mighty name of Jesus. I like it when 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 30 to 32, the easy to read version. It said, let me read. And what about us? Oh my God. Look at me before I read. As I'm standing here, you may not see some scars, but I've got scars on me. <laughs> there are things I am fighting, even as I'm standing here. There are things I'm fighting. 
the message I'm preaching, there are things I'm fighting. When you see somebody embracing the glory of God, don't think that they've not ever fought. We fight. And Paul is talking to the Corinthian church. And he said, and what about us? Why do we put ourselves in danger every hour? Why do we put ourselves in danger every hour? I face death every day. That is true, brothers and sisters. Just as it is true that I am proud of what you have become of Christ Jesus, our Lord. I fought wild animals in Ephesus. If I did that only for human reason, that is not in, in believing, not in faith, then I have gained nothing. If I have, he said what? If, if we are not raised from dead, yet us eat and drink, tomorrow we do die. If this become our confession and we don't connect ourselves to a system of the word of God and believe and moisturize ourselves and come to the place of fighting, then we become like them that eat and drink and die. Paul said what? He said, we have been fighting. He said, I fought wild animals in Ephesus. These are not physical things. Praise the Lord. And today I want you to understand God wants you to fight. The devil wants you to lose grip. The reason why the tongues are choking the plant is that they want to kill it for it not to get to its destination. But I pray over your life you will get to your destination. I say you will get to your destination. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 amplifier says looking away from all that would distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus who is the author and the perfecter of our faith the life incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity who for the joy of accomplishing the goal Set before him and deal the cross, disregarding the shame. So these are one of the fights you have to fight, shame. And sat at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. They are distraction, the tongues are your distraction. They pierce you so hard that you think you will not survive tomorrow. But I promise you they can't kill you. Because you are existing and moving forward on the premise of Jehovah. The tongues cannot kill you. I don't know what pain you are going through. But it could be like the pain of a woman in labor. That pain is going to work for your good when you understand that that is part of the process. I pray over your life. Maybe you are going through some pain. Maybe you have obeyed God and sacrificed something. And now situation look as if that nothing good is coming out. But God wants you to hold on to your faith. Don't let this 
distraction. Don't let this confusion. Don't let this disregard. Let, don't let them kill you. But I pray over your life that you no more be distracted. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray over your life that your faith will mature. I said your faith will mature. In the name of Jesus. It says some fell on tongue, tongues, grounds, signifying what I call foundation altars. There are certain foundational altars that are in your family, that are in your marriage, that are fighting your finances. They were already there, but they were just hidden. They were hiding, and they only approach those who are rising. I pray today that as you rise in the strength of the Lord, no man can Tamish you. No man will pull you down. No man will desert you. No man will catch you. In the name of Jesus. The tongues come into our life to cause us pain. Just to let us go. Let us let go our faith. You will not let go your faith. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I want to plead with somebody. I wanted to finish, but I don't want to rush it. I'll be finishing it next week with the good grounds. I thought you would put your hands together there. Listen to me, somebody. What I'm ending the part three, the level of faith and fight. Faith will not exempt you from your fight. Did you hear what I just said? Otherwise, David wouldn't need to kill Goliath. The battles of your faith work together for your good. Because you have chosen to trust God. The battles, listen, everybody is fighting. Don't think that it is easy for anybody. Everybody fights. Praise the Lord. As we want to buy our own place of worship. I know some of us are saying. That I don't have any room. any No surplus. But if you hold on to your limited resources. It is. Sometimes I hear word in my spirit. It annihilates. It negates. Annihilates. It negates. It takes back the glory of God. I remember many years ago. I used to give five pounds when I came come to church. Any uh, 2007. Then I don't know what happened. I heard a, word, a voice of God preaching, and I said, "From today, I'm moving to ten." When I moved to ten, my resources were at the same level. But when I started doing 10, the, the, the place I thought I would be, I wasn't there. I was still at where I used to be when I was giving five. So I moved forward and I went to 15. And the voice told me, you will not survive. When I started, I had to fight. But after some time, I came to the same place I used to be when I was giving five. I am moving forward. Then I said, I'm moving to 20. Then I keep on moving. 
Listen, when you begin to do it, the devil knows you are striving for, for a new dimension. He will tackle He will tackle you. That was when I had a phone call from another country. He said, when I was passing by the, 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 the Western Union, the Lord said, I should enter and send you some money. I said, wow, it works. <laughs> Those were the days when I came to understand that I had a phone. Somebody said, when I was asleep in my dream, the Lord woke me up and it troubled me. He said, I should. He said, Pastor, I have wired this. I have, at that time, I only received gift of 20 pounds and 10 pounds. When I, listen, these things we are sharing, it doesn't just what happen. Praise the Lord. Then I started walking into a dimension. Somebody for me said, man of God, the Lord told me to send you $2,000, Canadian dollars. I said, wow, is it possible? Somebody phoned me, said, I have already sent you 1,000 pounds. Is it possible? And you have not seen anything yet. There is one I am believing for God for 100,000 pounds and 5,000 pounds. I heard a man of God who said, some of you will not believe it, but me. I said, what you don't believe, you can't, you can't walk into it. Okay? A man of God said, I went to an hotel, I was in, and somebody knocked at my door. And he said, God told me in my dream to come to this hotel, this number, and give you one million dollars. You see, you don't want to believe it. Me, I believe <laughs> you don't you don't want to believe it though he said my you know what those people would say when i walk with some dimension he said my first one million dollar gift he said first oh which means they have been coming <laughs> you don't know he said when he received that money he thought it was for him but when he got down to his his country where he was going the lord told him there is a man of god who needed it more when he gave that one million dollars to that man of God, because their building was going to be broke down, where they were worshipping was trouble and storm. So that gift made them be able to restore the church back. He said when he did it, when he went home, the door started opening more. What does it mean? If God can trust you with money, he will trust you with wealth. Stand on your feet. After this series, I will preach on something and you will see the dimension. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand. I want you to pray one minute prayer and say, Father, I want to believe you. Father, I want you to help me to create an atmosphere. Father, I want you to bring me to the faith level that I may fight the fight of faith. Begin to pray, somebody. Father, we Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. May I manifest your glory. May I manifest your glory. Give me what it takes. Give me what it takes. Kill my unbelief. Kill my unbelief. Give me the spirit to believe. Give me the spirit to believe. Empower me to behave right. Empower me to behave right. To create an atmosphere. To create an atmosphere. Oh God of heaven. Oh God of heaven. 
I shall begin to grow in you. And grow in your promises. Help me to have the kind of faith. That no tongues will kill me. That I will come to the place of your glory. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. I pray over the life of everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray that may God instrumentally empower us. Father, meet us in our place of unbelief. Satisfy our hearts with the things that make your people become great. I pray that before the end of this year, may there be divine supply in our life. May we see the awesomeness of your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Shall we show the grace?